0: Welcome to the Fair Park Arena for the 2022 Cowboys in Color Dallas African Museum JT Rodeo. Would you do me a favor and give yourself a hand for being here tonight? There you go.
1: Welcome back to About the Journey. I'm your host Onika Raymond, and this week we're diving right into the sounds of Texas's Black Rodeo. I'm here with my friend Robin, who you might remember from DC. Looks so innocent. Robin, like me, is a black woman who's never been to an all-black rodeo before. So she hopped on the flight to join me in Dallas for one of the most well-known black rodeos around. And to get acquainted with a piece of our history that's been largely erased but still lives on today. This is season two of About the Journey. This time around, we're exploring what it means to travel better. What we mean by better, though, is open. That's what we're traveling across North America to find out. Each week, we speak with the people who know their hometowns best to find out how to be a better visitor. Today, we're checking out an absolutely legendary rodeo, the Texas Black Invitational Rodeo. For over 30 years, this rodeo has brought together thousands of people on Juneteenth weekend to celebrate the often overlooked contribution of the Black men and women who helped settle the American West. My family that's been here in Dallas since the 1950s has been here every single year, so this is generation to generation. It's a great thing to uh, enjoy Juneteenth and to celebrate it, knowing that the history of it and here in Dallas, Texas at the rodeo just makes it that much more exciting. In one. This is Dallas, Texas, and its founding black cowboys.
2: We had a hold down last night. We missed y'all last night, by the way, at our, at our hold down, but it was a lot of fun.
1: Oh my goodness, I didn't know there was a hold down. I yeah. could have come with my dancing shoes. Yes,
2: with your cowboy hat and your, and your <gasps> cowboy boots.
1: That deep voice you just heard is Dr. Marvin Delaney, the deputy director of the Dallas African American Museum. The museum hosts the Texas Black Invitational Rodeo and surrounding events like last night's hoedown. We stopped by on the morning of the rodeo to ground ourselves in the history of the upcoming festivities. Dr. Delaney, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, What we're we're here to talk about today is the origin of the the Black cowboy. (laughs) And I know that for myself, when I think of cowboys as a Black woman, I am not thinking that they look like me at all. But come to find out that indeed there were and there are black cowboys and there is a very rich history and Mm -hmm. they are part of a very rich cultural fabric. So can you tell me about the origin of the black cowboy, number one, and how they came to be here in Dallas?
2: (laughs) Well, um, first of all, let me just give you some of the background on cowboys And of course, it wasn't until I became a historian that I learned that indeed the cowboys of the old west were were about 30 to 40 percent of them were African-Americans because that's some hard work um, being a cowboy. It wasn't the fun that we see on television with the cat chaps and the 10-gallon hats and the two guns.
1: So not as glamorous as it's portrayed on film and TV. (laughs)
2: But the history of cowboys go even further back than the old West. In the 1690s, uh, the colony of South Carolina was struggling to find a source of income and wealth and revenue because basically they they indeed had to pay taxes back to Great Britain. So they were struggling to find what is going to make this colony profitable. On the way to what they would eventually find, which was, of course, growing rice, was um, herding cattle, herding goats and sheep, and, of course, they were bringing in hundreds of Africans and then thousands of Africans into South Carolina. And the Africans, many of the Africans from the western coast of Africa had experience of, of goat herding in particular. And so, indeed, they, they became like the first cowboys then in this country uh, herding goats and cattle and sheep in South Carolina.
1: Wow. And they were experts. <laughs> yes, right but obviously not accorded the respect right. that we would right. naturally and again, that, give that to story experts.
2: sort of gets lost mm-hmm. in in all of the transition to you know cattle herding in texas and in the southwest which of course is the main story mm-hmm. uh, about this country at least up until the 20th century
1: let me ask you why you think black cowboys are left out of the narrative
2: because uh, in general, you know, the African-American story and part of the uh, American history narrative is left out and lost. And so as a result, we get what we have today. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, TV, television and and radio, because they did a lot of these stories about cowboys in early radio in the 30s and 40s. And so basically those are powerful images and stories that, again, with, some of the roles that John Wayne played, and some of the roles that Hoot Gibson started pl- was playing in the 30s and 40s, that, and that were sort of passed down. And you see this. You see, I remember all those stories because, indeed, they're on. They were on television yep. constantly showing these white heroes. Yeah, and for
1: better or worse, they're rewriting history, essentially, right? Because if you yourself were not there to see it personally, then you would not know.
2: And, of course, a lot of that is mythology, too, Mm. because cowboys are working. They don't have time to be in saloons (laughs) drinking and uh, shooting and killing each other in in most instances in the the so-called Old West. They are indeed herding the the cattle on on the Chisholm Trail and the other trails northward in order to make money.
1: So tell me, what is the impact, uh, not just of the event, but of black cowboy culture in general on the city of Dallas?
2: It helps the city of Dallas to tell this story that is not well known. In fact, it helps us as the African-American Museum to tell the story of African-American cowboys and to... Raise the consciousness and and the knowledge of Black history in general in in the city of Dallas. So it has a tremendous impact in that. um, While we tend to focus on here in Dallas, in particular, Black politics and you know Black education and racism and discrimination, here we have an opportunity with this event to tell a different story, to tell a story of success, to tell a story of skill, and to tell a story of how African Americans were present in a field that they that people really don't know anything about, and I've been surprised sometimes by when we have the rodeo, people will actually come to me and say, "I didn't know there were black cowboys," and I said, "Yes," and, and here's the example, and here's the heritage that these young men and women, you know, are sort of carrying on in terms of black history in this country. So they, the two just sort of go together: mm-hmm. Juneteenth and a black rodeo.
1: We leave Dr. Delaney and drive just a few minutes to the arena, where setup for the rodeo is well underway. Hard-working cattle hands tend closely to the animals. <laughs> Sorry, let's see if I can get in the shade a little bit. <laughs> Outside, it's blazing hot under the Texas afternoon sun. Inside the arena, over 300 cowboys from across the country are already competing in their placement trials. if they make it through these preliminary rounds, they'll compete in the finals this evening for all to see.
2: It's real big
0: because a lot of people don't know about the black rodeos and stuff like that. So I'm very honored to be one of the black cowboys. It's all kind of get together, pray before we go off in there, pray for us, pray for our horses. Cause What we do is a dangerous sport out there. We, we run around some burrows going fast. It can get wild. I grew up roping around, so to come back and have a jackpot that's mainly colored and ethnic, it's great. I really enjoy it.
1: I'll be 70 soon. I've been barrel racing for about 10 years. It's between you and your animal, your horse.
0: Ain't nothing changed, you know, it's the same old thing. Ride horses every day, feed horses, either on the farm or rodeo. It's all the same.
1: As the sun sets over Fair Park, the gates open and the rodeo officially begins with an opening ceremony full of song and prayer. I'm going to be singing a rendition of Lift Your Voice and Sing. I hope y'all enjoy. The soothing chords are the calmest part of the evening. But the calm doesn't last long. Oh! All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Oh. Not quite, not quite, not quite. The announcer, Kevin Woodson, gives newcomers like myself and Robin commentary about each event, like steer wrestling.
2: So now you all have gotten a hang of how this whole thing works. Now, by the way, the steer has, all four legs have to be facing in that same direction. If the legs are curled up under, the clock will still run that's called a fall. He'll have to adjust it to try to do it again. We don't
1: know Once the bull riding begins, there's a new energy in the stands. Seconds before the bullpen crashes open, you can hear the entire crowd hold its breath. All right, there we go. Oh my gosh, look at him hanging on. That is crazy. Oh my goodness, look at this bull, he cannot be stopped, that is wild. The bull bucks the rider in less than eight seconds, not long enough to get on the scoreboard. But in that fleeting moment, the crowd is united in awe. Good job! This is such a difficult, difficult sport. Now, if you get to know the black rodeo scene well, One family name you're sure to come across is the Hearns, who've put together much of tonight's rodeo alongside the museum. Their legacy starts with Cleo Hearn, who, in 1971, founded the Texas Black Rodeo, which is now known as the Cowboys of Color. In his older age, Cleo has largely passed down the operations of the rodeo to his son, Harlan Hearn.
2: Now, the gentleman that you see in the, uh, well, let's call it a lavender shirt, uh, he's representing his dad. Mr. Cleo Hearn, this happens to be none other than Harlan Hearn of the Hearn family.
1: But waiting in the wings to carry forward this family tradition is Harlan's grandson, Charles. You are the great Mm -hmm. grandson of
0: Cleo Hearn. Right. He's uh, known as uh, Mr. Black uh, Rodeo, the first black Marlboro man. Uh, he won a lot of uh, championships. Uh, he was the first African and uh, American to uh, win the uh, Denver National Championship Rodeo, which is like a huge uh, rodeo. And back then, they uh, didn't let the uh, black uh, guys enter in there. And so for him to win that, it was like a big like a uh, change. And so wow. then uh, we uh, started the uh, Cowboys of Color Rodeo.
1: Even though Charles is part of a new generation of cowboys, he still faces some of the same barriers in the sport as his great-grandfather. Has it been challenging to simply be or exist as a black cowboy? Have there been negative reactions from mm-hmm. people who are not black?
0: Uh, yeah, all the time. And so um, the I rodeo and I our worth, uh, we did. It was like a lot of like I looks and stares, like uh, what are they doing here? And I, why is there our rodeo called the black guy rodeo? But when they sit and I talk to us, then uh, they're like, I know I'm more. But, yeah, it's been, like, uh, difficult, but uh, more like we uh, do it and uh, we just keep on, like, rodeoing. We just fade those comments out.
1: That's great. So you just keep on keeping on.
0: Exactly. Most of their comments are jealous. That's what that is. Yeah. Because they're like black cowboys. They're taking over. Ah, black cowboys are taking over.
1: Well, (laughs) we we love to see it. We want to make sure that there's a space for everyone. Mm -hmm. How important is it to you to encourage the next generation's of black kids to get into this sport
0: yeah well i would say do it because you don't want to let it die because the moment you let it die you won't see any like our rodeos i like this one so i just i do it and don't like i listen to anyone so uh be a cowboy i guess
1: yeah buy a a hat
0: call me or call someone (laughs) and just do it
1: we'd love to see it thank you so much for Mm -hmm. everything you're doing thank (laughs) y'all We leave Charles, make our way out of the arena, and head back to our hotel, the Adolphus. Now, Robin and I came into today ready to learn about a piece of our forgotten history. But as we leave the rodeo, it's clear to see that this story of Black athleticism and excellence is alive and well even today. Here, they're making an entirely new Black West. I do feel like I had a Dallas experience today. Like, the vibes were just crazy (laughs) in the best possible way. Just seeing and feeling the energy from the crowd. I think we should always challenge the ideas we have of a thing. There's this rich history of black cowboys that is often untold and, quite frankly, is probably even excluded from from the mainstream narrative. So I think that... We can continue the legacy, nurture the legacy of Black Cowboys so that it's not only a thing of the past or the present, but also the future. Go and support, you know, support with our time, support with our interests, support with our dollars, you know, attend these events so that it'll be possible to have them for years to come. And I can't wait to, to attend another one. Lift every voice and sing. Till earth in heaven ring, ring with the Of everything. That's all for this episode of About the Journey. Thank you to Dr. Delaney and Charles Hearn. Next week, we're stepping through the ornate gates of the largest Chinatown in Canada. The characters scribed on the front ask us to remember the past and look forward to the future. We hear how revitalization is making Chinatown more than just a time capsule for the local Chinese community. About the Journey is produced by Marriott Bonvoy Traveler, At Will Media, and me, Onika Raymond. Our Marriott producers are Robin Benefield and Jess Moss. Our At Will Media producers are Kate Walsh, Christy Westgard, Gail Straub, and Tina Turner. Editing by Greg Devons II and Andrew Holzberger. If you'd like to find out more ways you can experience Dallas African-American culture and history, go to visitdallas.com where you'll find the Black Dallas page. If you enjoyed Angel White's rendition of Lift Every Voice at the Rodeo, you can check out our show notes for a link to his work. You can learn more about visiting Dallas, and how to travel more meaningfully from Marriott Blonde Traveller at traveler.marriott.com. And if you like this episode of About the Journey, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Onika Raymond. See you next week. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world.
0: We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Zone Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs.
1: Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From
0: stampeding elephants
1: to training sled dogs, we hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out.
2: New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen.